G'day legends, welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. I'm joined by the great man, he's nodding next to me and there's pretty good reason for it. It's Friday, Arvo, mm. we're sipping on a cold beer mm. and geez, I've never been happier to oh, have on with you. Airborne, mate. Oh, something about Friday Arvos, you know, we normally film Thursday Arvo, that's sort of the sweet spot for listening, but for recording, mate, Friday Arvo, week's done. You get the speed maps out, punting time. I reckon we're allowed to be selfish sometimes, mm. you know. We do a lot of this stuff. It's all, it's all uh, free. We do it out of the goodness of That's right. That's right. Five winners at Flemington out of nine on Saturday, mate. They'll forgive us. Speaking of Flemington, let's have a chat. So yep. on the weekend, we did find a few winners, which was really nice, and there was a fair bit that fell out from some of the races. Mm. Let's start with the group one. So it was the Lightning Stakes. Mm. Um, it's always such an exciting race, and we speak about that. Um, I, spoke, I suppose we spoke about it last week, how highly rated this race is across the yes. world. Yes, yes. We had one of our superstars running it. It was $1.80. Yep. You did like him. We, I, both, yeah. we both thought he'd be a pretty well, good chance. Yeah, gave him a big push for sure. In fairness, I did give him a push at Black Odds. I just want to you specify did. that. The money did come, as it always does for this horse. He's a superstar. Yes, he was disappointing. He never looked like he travelled. Never left the, the gates well. Had to sort of muster up and... You know, obviously, J-Mac gave him the scrub, but still, he always gets to that stage and still shows more than he did. Yeah. So there is a lot of talk to say the curtain should come down on him, which I'm very interested in, but I don't think so. I think you need to see him again. I look back to, and we spoke about this before, Ned, I look back to uh, his run behind Shelby 66 and Eduardo first up. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a couple of preps back. I just think you have to see him two or three times. If, he's, if you can see for sure over the space of a, a whole prep, that he's had enough. I'm with everyone, but right now you've got to forgive him, surely. For sure. Um, Coolangatta, pretty oh, impressive. Yeah. She's everything the stable had said about the horse coming back this prep, being a bigger, stronger horse. Mm. She didn't look out of suit at all against yep. the bigger horses, bigger, older horses. She was really, really good. Oh, she just flew and didn't need to lead as well. So she was happy to, to be dictated to by both Nature Strip and Marabi, who fell off as well, fell in a hole just quietly. So potentially a redeemer for, for Nature Strip there. The other on-pace horse fell off. But Gatta was just superb on the day. It's Kiramara and Eustace again. Like we, we speak about it every single so week. Good. The feature races, the undercard, they just tend to dominate. I think we just have to come to terms with the fact that they're the best now. Yep. They are simply the best. When they come to Sydney, you have to take notice. No matter where they take their horses, they're always going to be competitive. And Cool and Gatter's on the rise. And obviously, that run of I Wish I Win. Ooh, shit. But before we get to I Wish I Win, and I do want to give it some air time, just want to chat about something that is really cool with Cool and Gatter. So you've got a horse that started as early as a two-year-old could. In the first races, you could think of yes. when she was two. Yep. Then did the Magic Millions, did that normal slipper path. Yep. Now she's three-year-old, and I feel like we've seen so much of her already, and she's still getting better. Absolutely. And they threw in the deep end as soon as she ticked over to the three-year-old in the Moya, and mm. she proved herself, didn't she? She she was beaten first up by Rothfire, and everyone's going, oh, you know, is she up to this level? Does she need a bit more time? And bang, like she carried 50 in the Moya and just, you know, 
won easily in the end. Yeah. So she was, um, yeah, she's a very, very smart filly and, as you say, still on the up. It's exciting. We could have two or three more good years out of her as well and I'm sure Mara and Eustace will keep good care of her. You mentioned a horse that, <sighs> look, being crunched into $3.50 favourite in the new market, it's going to have a low weight in that race and that's... I wish I win for Ooh. Moody. This was run of the day. Man, Simple massive, massive. Best closing splits on the day, clearly. I don't need to break any news with that, but what a massive, massive yeah. run from that horse. As you say, it's been backed in everywhere now. The interesting part for me now is, are they going 1,600 metres to the All-Star Mile? We obviously know the horse can stretch it out to 1,500 and win, as it did in the Golden Eagle. Mm-hmm. Or are they going to stick to the 1,200 trips now? It's obviously got that turn of foot. If you're effective over 1,000, you have to be considered for new markets and the like. It's pretty good problems oh, to have. Oh, for sure. Like, what yeah. do we do? Do we go to an all-star mile worth $5 million? Do we go to a TJ? Yeah. We'll go to a new market for sure. We'll be going to a new market. Issues everywhere. It sounds like a shit lifestyle, Peter. Mm. Um, now, another horse that was very good, and we gave a nice push for this horse that flies first up. Yeah. They went quick out in front for Anavisto. Mm-hmm. She had a bit of pressure from that horse. What was it called? That came Rope to Arataki. Rope to Arataki. Bit yep. of pressure there. It fell off. Anavisto kicked away yep. three, four lengths. Yeah, and credit to Jamie Carr as well. She didn't panic at any stage, even though her mount was first up. Absolutely massive performance. One of the best performances on the day, figures-wise. The challenge for her going forward, we saw her do this um, first up last prep, removing the Tats Tiara run. She just couldn't go on with it from there. I know she was stepping up in grade those next two starts, but we really want to see this horse get to that Group 1 level and show that she can be effective, especially being second and third up. She's obviously flies first up, but that's going to be the challenge. Exolita, our other tip there, we, we should mention as well. You've obviously gave a massive push to um, uh, Anavisto, one of the best on the day, won easily. Exolita's held up at the back, missed the kick, and absolutely monstered home for third as well. So not only do we get the winner... We get 260 to place as well. And well back to on the day. I think yep. it was 12s into sort of 750 or something. Yeah. Yep. Good money there. It'll go somewhere, this preparation for sure. Last horse we want to mention, we gave a futures push and hopefully might have had something on or at least have put it somewhere in the brain department. King Frankel. It was our one of our best bets in Sydney and ultra impressive. Mm. We said Sydney Cup is looking like a futures bet. There's been a firm in the Sydney Cup market as well. So yep. some punters and obviously the betting agencies are thinking so too. Oh, he's pretty good. He's very good, but tough as well. Yeah. Tough. And, and you know, that's, that's representative of that camp, isn't it? The Newnham camp just always have them so rock hard fit and just tough as nails. Banjoo was the horse with the race fitness on the inside and they went on a ding-dong battle. Mm-hmm. Needed every bit of that 1800 to get over the line. Benji was rock hard fit, had less weight. There was so much more to like about that horse, especially at the 100 when you knew that King Frankel had to sustain that pressure throughout the race and then still finish off at the end first up. What a performance. But I'm with you, Ned. I think he's going to be a huge chance in the Sydney Cup. Lightweight, who knows? Um, Look, (laughs) unbelievable. We got a massive day of racing this weekend. It's probably... It's traditionally a race meeting that's at Caulfield, so that we have Blue um, Blue Diamond Day. Yeah, they've moved it to Sandown. Caulfield's being ripped up because they're going to have sprinklers on it. Just <laughs> 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 nah, the, the, yeah, the, the sprinklers don't, don't don't get me started again, Ned. But um, in all seriousness, they are tearing it up for a, a new inside track, I believe. Um, so I wonder if it could be something like a Kenzo setup that Ramwick okay. has. We'll see. We'll see what transpires, but. Just keep an eye on Caulfield for when it can come back later in the year, maybe the spring. Yeah. No sprinklers. It, it is strange having one of their big meetings at Sandown, but really nice big open track. I do feel like horses get their chance there. And Sandown Lakeside as well. Now, okay. that, that's the other thing. So Hillside is slightly more expansive than the Lakeside. It's a little bit tighter, not a huge difference, but just something to keep note of there. 
Cool. Is Lakeside the inside? You know. That makes sense because the lake's probably, yeah. You know. Sorry, yep. my bad. Um, have we got a rail set up? Rail's true, good for sunshine out. Melbourne's been great the last um, few weeks, so no excuses from a punting perspective. Good for rail true. What more do you want? I don't know why, but that, what you just said, that 15 seconds was really satisfying. <laughs> you said it so confidently, like you're ready, your arms are crossed, like there was something in that. Um, we're going to kick off at race five at Sandown. It's over 1,800 metres, and we've got these three-year-olds, the more staying type three-year-olds. Um, it's the Storage Autumn Classic. So we've got Pericles, top of the market, 320, Mr. Maestro, zero at 440. Hennessy Lads, 460. Osbred Rising Sun is $8.50. Acosta, 950. Then we've got double figures. So 20 plus for Yasuk, 19s, as well as High Approach with Suzuro. Then we've got Patrick, Northern Barrage is 81s, Bavika is 81s, Promises Kept 91s, and Six Feet and Affordable, both 120s. Sue Zero building some wins together, rolls forward from the outside with Acosta. I think Yusuki is the other one that can show speed, and Pericles can't be further back than, say, fourth or fifth. Hennessy Lad for Moody as well can uh, show a bit of speed as well. The rest sort of get back and find their spots. Straight batting this one, Ned. Pericles on top yep. for me. I was with it first up. I thought it could be effective over 1,400. Unfortunately, Jamie Carr just had the horse on the Great Ocean Road. <laughs> Wasn't able to get in at any stage. Was three wide the trip and still stuck on massively for fourth. Over an unfavourable trip. Second up, getting up to 1,800. The riding's on the wall here. I respect the talent of Mr. Maestro. Mm-hmm. I just would rather see Damien Lane booked on that horse to get confident. I might have a little saver on it just to cover my bet. But I am going to be stepping into Pericles. The derby just came around a little bit too quick for him Didn't it? last prep. He just always looked that, that run short. His competitors just had that extra one or two runs under their belt. And it just told in the end. He still didn't disgrace himself at all in that in that derby, which is a hot derby and you can follow it going forward versus previous years, as yeah, we know. definitely. So I think it's a good bunch this year. You want to respect those forms. Mr. Maestro Pericles coming through that. And he was rock solid first up. The big, the big advantage for him, we've never really seen him prove himself on a dry deck. He got mm. all those wet tracks throughout the spring, comes back, he was three wide first up, but here's his chance. Nice middle barrier, car sticks, I think he's one of the best on the card. I think he's a really good bet too. When you compare the two runs, as you said, Pericles, Great Ocean Road, Mr. Maestro had the suck running behind them. I know it's probably not his distance, that 1,400. It probably does suit Pericles, who's got a bit more of a turn of foot, mm. Um but when I compare the two runs, I just can't not be with Pericles. He was holding Mr. Maestro on the line yep. and through the line as well. So I have to be with him. Interesting to see 650 into 440 for Mr. Maestro. I suppose that's probably that 1,800 metre factor, mm. like more getting up to a staying trip. But yep. I have to be with the Blue Jacket here. Yeah, definitely. It's the, the obvious straight bat option here all over. Race number six, we've got over 1,800 as well. So it's the Carlton Draft, Peter Young, and we've got some... Horses that are coming out of Cups campaigns, they're here. So they're all fir- a lot of them are first up. A couple are deep into prep, so it's going to be a bit of an interesting sort of race shape. Gold Trip, Melbourne Cup winner, one of the superstars of the spring, really. Um, he's $3.30 and he's back. MSR is $3.90 first up as well. Place getter mm. in the Cup. How cool is that? Slashing. Surefire, six fifty. Steinem, $8.00. Keats is 11 with Numerian at 12 Young Verta is $13.00. Deny knowledge, twenty bucks. Il Paradiso, wow! Il Paradiso, Back the, I backed it in that cup. One of the biggest heartbreak stories of my oh, punting career, Ned. We, we're not going to talk about it. I remember forty-one dollars. It was, I think, that day. You fed forty-six. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You just, um, you know, Old flashbacks, wounds. flashbacks. Anyway, deny knowledge goes forward from the inside. <laughs> Keats, who looks like he's going to get a start in the All Star Mile, funnily enough, is 
Um, he's drawn nine. He'll roll forward as well. They're the first two in running. Uh, must be a popular ownership group there. Must be a popular race too. Yeah, good luck to the boys. New Marion, um, first up, rolls forward as well. I think em- Emissari uh, and Steinem are the other two that can be um, further forward, and the rest will sort of just get back and find their spots. As you said, Ned, a lot of these have come through the Cup or at least Cup campaigns. You just have to see who's going to be forward enough first up, who's got the fitness under their belt. The one that I think fits the profile is Emissari. Mm-hmm. You mentioned was a massive run in the Cup, absolutely slashed home. You have to see if it's still got the zip in its legs. This horse has come in off three trials, and the last of those trials was massive. It was over 1450, so it wasn't over a short trip at all. Quickened very well with Shin aboard on the trial. Shin now sticks coming into this first up. One first up last campaign over 1700 was very good in doing so. I think there's a lot to like here about this horse. As long as that cup campaign didn't take the zip out of his legs, I'm happy to back up. I think Gold Trip, they're just going to let him build through the prep. I think he's too valuable, he's too classy to have him too forward first up here. And you've got to trust the plans of Kiramar and Eustace. And I think the value play is Young Werther as well. He's had the run under the belt. He's up to 1800 now. He's always value in my books, but he's sort of guzzled a bit of cash from me over the time. So I'm yeah, waiting to get my collect on him. He just needs to settle a little bit closer than he has been. Um, he was good first up over a shorter trip. Melon's the only negative for him um, in that wide barrier. But I'm happy to save on him with Emissary being the main bet. I won't be having much of a bet here. I thought Gold Trip, 1800 metres... I feel like he gets 1,800 as well. I feel mm-hmm. like he has that dash that he can win over a trip like this. You obviously saw his Cox Plate run was super um, and then went on to some cups. It's probably just short of his best, but I think he can perform well. Depends what sort of condition he's in, but I was happy enough with him. I know he had a bit of a strange trial where he had to, he got yeah. a bit of a click up in that trial, but yep. he doesn't strike me as a horse that's going to be a gun no. trial or anything. No, no. So. 3.30, I think if you like him, have a play. Mm. The other horse I don't mind, and I've always had an opinion of, is Steinem. Yep. Just hasn't had a win since I did start liking this horse. I always thought was destined for something else, the mare, but mm. has run third, third, second in the last couple of runs as well, so yep. might be building into it. And there's something about Steinem. She is a dead set 1800. She's got the zip versus these horses, doesn't she? She's got any sort of sense of um, timing about this, and she's forward enough first up. She's the one that you'd you'd like to be on at that price. For sure. Um, Race seven, we're moving on. So we've got first group one of the day. We've actually got three in a row here, which has absolutely got me barred up. (laughs) 1200 metres. I hope none of the kids at school are listening. Uh, 1200 Blue Diamond Stakes. We've got Steel City, top of the market. Blinkers, first time, 440. Barber, good old from Blue. We just. They're just. Blue jackets, blue jackets, mate, all the time. Five bucks. Brave Halo Nines, the instructor, $10. Don Coriolane. Coriolone, call the own. Call the own. Jeez. You never watched The Godfather, Ned? I did, I just can't say it. Come on, mate. Little Bros is 11s, Exploring 14s, VC, $19. Party for two is 19s as well. Sensical 21s with Extreme Threat. Zolficar, is it Zolficar? Yeah, 26. Arkansas Kid, 46. Dasonic Boom, 61. And then Debenko and Picky. Unbeaten Colt, the instructor for Waterhouse and Bot goes forward. Exploring and Zolfaquar, both in those uh, famous blue jackets going forward. Party for two, Extreme Threat have drawn the inside as well. Obviously, being a two-year-old race, there can be others that boot up. Steel City and Barber both map really well. They're horses that can show a bit of tactical speed and versatility. They're both going to be not too far away and look to have a bit of a tactical advantage over their rivals. Steel City, the starting point for me, Ned, ticks a lot of boxes, doesn't it? Despite being a maiden... Comes through that learning to fly form. She's come out and franked it again in Sydney. She doesn't turn up here. The market respects that a lot, and it's obviously reflected in the prices here. So 
Nice middle barrier or inside barrier considering the size of the field. Shin sticks. There's a there's a lot to like, isn't yeah. there? You know, so despite her being a maiden, it's very interesting to see her favourite. But I can I can see why. Couple at a wider price, Ned. First being Brave Halo. I feel like it should have won that Barber race. Was three from three coming into that through WA, and you know I love my WA form. You love your WA. Form. Giving them absolute space jobs over there. The Oliver rode it first up and got absolutely no luck behind Barber. Still not. Still hasn't got out from that race. I know it's drawn wide this week, but I think that's an advantage. The horse gets back. If they can find that three and four wide trail, and if there's enough speed on up front, that's the one for me. It's the horse that profiles at the 1,200 um, a lot better than the rest of them, in my opinion. And the only other one I just wanted to have a quick little saber on, Ned, uh, was the instructor, okay. which would go forward for, for Waterhouse and Bot, obviously unbeaten, and it's coming out of the right camp. If there's any uh, you know weaknesses in behind or any that aren't 100% right, They'll just be out in front, and they're the one they have to run down. Blinkers on first time, Marin Eustace, really nice run leading into this. I think it's all been shaping towards this race. I think Steel City's going to be really, really hard to beat. Yeah, $5 is gone. It's into four forty. I wouldn't be surprised if they pick one out of Barber and Steel City. They tend to do that with these diamonds. Yep. Especially a lot of the two-year-old and three-year-old races, they do tend to... Um, gravitate towards one of these horses. Yeah, they single one out and identify, for, for sure. sure. Um, I think Blinkers On and saving it for this big race is mm. a really clear thing for me that this horse is going to be ready to win. There's so many question marks in these two-year-old races, so if you like one at odds, rip in. Yep. Do your thing. Yep. If you like something at odds, a lot of the time there's some weird things can happen in these races, but... We just do our best to steer you. Look, that's right, and we just provide info at the end of the day, Ned. The punters can do what they want at the end. We're just providing info and our opinions on the races. From a punting side, not from a form side, from a punting side, two-year-old races, especially this early on in the season, are not races I like to get involved in. I may have a small play if there's something I see of value, but it's definitely not a race I'm stepping into at all. Race number eight, now this is something. The alligator's back. He's back. 1,400 metres, it's the Futurity. It's the second group one there at Sandown. Alligator Blood, top of the market, 310. I'm Thunderstruck, pretty similar line of betting, 320. Mr. Brightside, 460. Then you've got Nugget, 650. My Oberon, first up, is there at 11s. And then Aegon, 17s. Interesting to note, Laws of Indices, scratched. Mr. Mozart, scratched. Take mm. quality out of the race. Takes a little bit of speed, speed. out of the race too. Changes yep. the whole race for me. Absolutely. And speaking of speed, Alligator Blood, synthetic or filler on net. Um, goes forward. I don't know what that means. Like, I know they put something in their hoof and it means that, like, like I'm guessing that naturally they form some sort of guard around their foot and mm. maybe they're putting... Is that what it means? They well, essentially, there's a little bit of damage or chipping away, mm. essentially, so they need to fill it in synthetically. It can't be great when you're 600 kegs. Always a concern for me. Always yeah. a concern for me. So, look, speaking of speed, he goes forward. The scratching of Mr. Mozart is a huge advantage for him. I mentioned to you before the potty net, I would have loved to have seen TC come across to take this ride. Mm. We know the partnership that jockey's got with Alligator Blood. I would have loved to see him roll forward and just do what he does out in front. He'll still get the lead here, though. Um, and you don't really lose anything, do you, with Shin aboard? And what a, what a book of rides he's got, Shin. I feel like we've spoke... I think I've tipped a couple of his horses already. Oh. We've only covered three or four races. Oh, just following, guys. You don't lose anything at all, but in terms so of being... Consistent. Yeah, he is. But just in terms of being the front-running jockey, it's TC. He's yeah. the man you want aboard. Mm-hmm. The other one that will go forward is Nugget. I think Mr. Brightside can settle closer as well with the smaller field. I loathe to leave out I'm Thunderstruck, Ned. I just want to quickly touch on him because I can't not mention him. Are we getting the sense that they're just saving him for the All-Star Mile? He's staying at 1,400 second up. There's a crossover nose band going on. Mark Zara's not booked yet. 
Is there just a sense that they're saving him for the big GF? I personally think they figured out this horse is 1,600 to 2,000. Mm. I think that now that he's a mature horse, I think they've sort of said, okay, we know he's a 1,600 metre to... He, he gets a Cox Plate trip. There's yep. no doubt about yep. that. He gets an Emirates Stakes, the yep. Champion Stakes, whatever they call it now. He gets those trips. I just... Yeah, I think... Yeah, I'll let you tip. I'll look, yeah, tip look. Because I'll, I'll like one and... Okay. I don't like going against a big fella. I mentioned the synthetical filler. I'm going to have to have something small and alligator blood. If I didn't see that gear change going in, I would have been much more confident knowing mm-hmm. the running trends that he's going to get. Because is this your tip or is this your something small? I'm tipping and backing. Oh, right? cool. I'm tipping and backing with a saber. But alligator blood rolls forward. We know what he does when he rolls forward without pressure. He's going to be enormously hard to run down. Mm-hmm. We know that's what he does. 1,400 is his go. His peak figure all time was that Stradbroke win over 1,400. Mm-hmm. The rest of these horses aren't as advantaged as him. The other one that will like the 1,400, in my opinion, is Aegon. Yeah. Being flying under the radar. It's obviously the outsider here of the field. Being flying under the radar was a good run without much luck first up um, in the CF4. Got back to last, stuck on the fence, couldn't do much from there. Comes back here to the 1,400, which he loves. One second up last prep over this trip. I think there's a lot to like about him. He's the one at a price that I want to save on around the $17. I can't believe it. I actually was a bit surprised to hear you tipping alligator blood, but... I've never tipped him, I don't think. No. No. Look, I've tipped him a couple of times and been on the wrong side of it, so I don't have the best relationship with the horse, but I have tried to find one to beat him. I don't think they will. I think 1,400 metres is his go. When I look at On Thunderstruck's run in the CF4, I think this this looks like a horse that, A, is getting a lot left in the tank for later runs, and B, actually does want a little bit further now. He did really stop at the 100, didn't he? You knew that Price and Kent left him that little bit short fitness-wise. He just completely still looked like he was going to win, and then just stopped 100 to go. But when you put it into the actual scheme of it, think about when the Queen Elizabeth is, which is going to be his last run, you'd think. You'd think they'd go all the way to a Queen Elizabeth. That's probably in fucking mid-April. Yep. So they like it's the end of February. That run mm. was mid Feb. Mm-hmm. He's got two months here of racing where he's going to be racing every three weeks. Of course, there's going to be something left. In of the course, tank. and make no mistake, neither of us are saying he can't win. Oh, he probably will. Neither of us are saying he can't <laughs> win. And if you look at the race shape, unless um, Shin rolls forward, which is not his his go, and, and inject real speed, I'm thinking he'll just keep it even oh. splits. If you leave on Thunderstruck, just going through even splits, conserving all the energy, yeah, that's yeah. that's his go. Yeah. That's his go. So we just taken the, the position that he's going to be a little bit short fitness-wise. That's the only thing. I'm tipping the alligator anyway. Nice little jump out. I think 1,400 suits him really well compared to some of these other runners. I think he will go to the front. I'm not sure how aggressive Shin's going to be, but he's a class jockey. I'm going to trust him. You know, alligator blood's going to be fit. He's coming out of the fitness camp. Yeah, I know. And the and the other, uh, I won't mention, but there's <laughs> other stuff <laughs> happen, happens at that, that camp. But... Um, I, I hope he rolls, Ned. I hope he just keeps it yeah. rolling, doesn't worry about slowing him up, stacking him up at the 800, keep bounding away, and you'll see the you-know-what's kick in. Yeah, and we know what he, we know what he did over 2,000 at Sandown mm-hmm. in the spring as well. Yep. He's, yeah, I just think he'll win. Good horse. Oakley Plate, final group one at Sandown. It's over 1,100 metres, and boy, have they Jeez. put a fucking field together wow. here. Like, this is something else. You sort of look at the first few, and you go, yep, yeah, quality at the top and then it keeps going keeps rock going. and horse oh, rock and horse is a, is a one two feature group ones is 40 to 1 in this race unbelievable as for a top of the market back $5 I am me Jamie Carr aboard for Mario News is 750 
China Lightning's there at eight. Star Patrol nine dollars. Lofty Strike nine fifty. Now we've got doubles. Mm. King of Sparta tens with Uncommon James. Zapateo, your mate. Mask Crusaders twenty six. <laughs> Rock and Horse twenty seven with Zoo Style and Marine one. The Astrologist is there at forty ones with Shooting for Gold. Maliva fifty ones. Triple Triple Missile is seventy ones. Shimino ninety ones. And we got Oxley Road the poor bastard two o ones and Bless her at two hundred ones as well. Zoo Style coming down from Queensland first up will roll forward. Um, Oxy Road also drawn outside if it gets a start will go forward as well the Astrologist coming back from its WA successful campaign he's just mm. an old warrior that horse also goes forward Asphora has a bit of tactical speed as well she's a very good mare where's um, Mars Crusade to get to in the run <laughs> <laughs> where's he going they have to give him a 3-4-5 second head start this bloke <laughs> the poor, poor, poor bugger seriously respect but always respect for, for what he's done over his career but he's just the ultimate bridesmaid in my opinion but he's the best performed runner if you look at it. If you look at it, sit back and look at it. He's up there in the weights and he's one of the best performed runners here. It's just, yeah, he's had his time, I reckon. Can't trust him. Can't trust him. Chain of Lightning, um, then for me. I'll have to give her another chance. She was super unlucky uh, with Cara Board first up. Just got stuck in that Rubiton. In behind them, couldn't get out at the right time. I know Lofty Strike was super impressive, closing off those sectionals over the last 200. But once Car got out over the last 50, Trainer Lightning really rattled through the line. We're obviously, to an extent, we're talking out of our pocket a little bit because we did tip and have an investment on. Yeah. Yep. In my opinion, she should have won. If you're respecting Lofty Strike coming into this, which the market is, you have to back up on Chain of Lightning. I just yep. think, I think from that inside barrier, Car's got the arse now. Moody's put Willow aboard. I'm happy to have something on there. Couple of savers, Ned. Star Patrol. Ooh, me. Me, oh my. <laughs> If he is, if he is three, four, even five lengths off them at the six hundred, and they're starting to fan off because he's got a nice middle barrier. If if they're starting to fan off, and it's about who's got the best turn of foot over the last five hundred, good night. It's good done. Night. Good night. The way he showed that acceleration over a thousand, which is not his go first up, yep. the backing as well for him, the money, the money. If it comes again, as in he's ten dollars into seven fifty. I may need to back up the truck somewhere in there okay. and just unload because the confidence about this horse now, I think the market just believes that he's come back as a much better horse than he has in the past. He's still doing a little bit wrong. Raw he's talent, man. Raw talent, lays into the fence, but if you go with him and don't fight him, obviously a jockey change this week with Mick D. If you don't fight him and go with the horse and, and hopefully he gets the right running transit, if he's three, four lengths off them oh, and he's saving his energy, I think it's good night. Interesting. It's a very fair point. I'm actually with the, your first selection, Chain of Lightning, as well. Um, so, so sickeningly unlucky the other day and smashed the line that last 100 metres. I think 52.5 kilos, it's really well in. Um, under the handicap conditions, $8 as well. I think they, I think this is over the odds, to be honest. I think this is more of a 5 $6 chance in this race. I don't think Asphora and Chain of Lightning should be that far apart. Yeah. That brings me to Asphora, though. Like, we cannot forget this horse. No. Star in the making. Yep. What it did last year during the real heat of the spring. I think it won, like, one of the last races of the carnival. Won the last race on Derby Day. There you go. Last race on Derby Big Day. Win. We gave it a nice push around that $3 mark. And, mm. look, you can't not be a fan of the horse. Does yep. nothing wrong. Always bowling along out in front. I mm. think a big track's going to suit it as well. Chain of Lightning, as for I think one of those two for me is okay. going to win. What a race, though. Wide open. So cool. Superstar sprinters. They might be the, the second tier versus the ones we saw last week, but, mate, excellent, excellent race. We flick over to Randwick now, and we have got some very, very good fillies that we're going to be covering. So race seven, 
Um, we're going to be covering M Race 8 as well, and we might touch on Race 9 just quietly after that, because why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? It's Friday. Why not, mate? It's the season of giving. Not at all, but why not? 1,400. Well, before we, before we get into it, Ned, Rail Plus 3, oh, before we do it again, oh, I remembered this week, <laughs> Ramwick this week, guys, Rail Plus 3, currently a soft 6, Yep. clear weather forecasted though, so hopefully we get to Saturday and it's an improving track, potentially a good fall with an upgrade some stage during the day, mm-hmm. nice bit of give in the ground though, so if your horses like to get the toe in a little bit, that's sort of the horse you want to be with, mm-hmm. and a quiet one, Ned, there's going to be an exhibition gallop, they normally do it between races 3 and 4, I don't know exactly when they're going to do it. Exhibition Gallop, Artorius is back from the UK. Right. So he's come Zach, back. Yeah, Zach Purton's coming over to ride. He is, he is. So Artorius come back, had a... It was a productive UK campaign, I'll say. He do, sure. But you always say the horse never has luck. Just keep an eye on him, but also keep an eye on the big chocolate, dark brown colt on the outside of him with his big gonads <laughs> swaying in the wind. He'll probably make Artorius look like a Shetland pony. He goes by the name of Swiss Exile. <laughs> Just keep an eye on that big monster of a thing. He'll cast a big fucking shadow over the grandstand. So if you guys see that, make sure you just take an eye on the action. Make sure his breathing is all good. Again, he's going to make up. You watch him, Ned. He will make Artorius look like a Shetland pony. Wait till you see the size of this thing when he comes back. Wait till you see the size of it, mate. Are we talking about his cock? Everything. 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 Yeah. Oh, you might have to read the prices out. That is... I reckon race three and four, but they normally do the exhibition gallops around then, yeah, so just yeah. keep an eye on. They'll go for a nice little trot around. Flindell will call it. Surely you can't fuck up two horses. <laughs> the, the surround stakes, it's over 1,400. You're allowed to laugh at your own jokes, by the way. That was very, very funny. Uh, Phillies, in secret, top of the market. Obviously, super, super impressive first up performance. I'm just gathering my shit, mate. <laughs> I'm struggling. That was That's really done. Wow. 215 top of the market. Zoo Gotcha's back five bucks, and then you got double figures. So if you don't like one of those two, guess what? You got a ton of value. Sunshine in Paris is 12s. Ruthless Dame is 14s. Madame Pomery, $18. She's a belters there at 19s with North Star Lass. Fireburn, what's she going to do now? Mm. 20s. Cinderella Days is 23s. Revolutionary Miss is 26 with a lot more love. Rosetta is 41s. And Wolverine, God, they just should retire that horse. Um, <laughs> is 70s. Weird promo I saw during the week, the deluxe bet. Not sure if you heard of them. I've, you know, I've had no, to do with them. Over the t- yeah, there is. There's a, there's a million at the moment. Deluxe bet have a promo in secret or Wolverine to win for like $3.50. Like one's $2 and one's 175 to one. Why is would that you actually... Look it up. Bet deluxe or deluxe bet um, in secret or Wolverine to win. The most random promo I've seen. Anyway, that's a side note. I'm just digressing. So they're basically there. giving you another horse just because why not? But they're, they're giving saying. you the widest in the field. They're not giving you... Let's have a look. They're not giving you Madame Pomery, who's 20. To, they're giving you 170 to 1. What the that's, fuck's the point of that? Fucking right. Anyway. Um, Cinderella Days, North Star Lasco forward in secret. Nice tactical versatility there. They're going to be close. <laughs> Hopefully Berm, um, Bowman... Who? Berman. Hopefully Bowman goes forward and has a, let's say, fourth, fifth in running. No, no further back than there. Mm. Sunshine in Paris can be midfield. Zoo Gotcha, J-Max Sticks, very tricky barrier. Very tricky barrier from, from 11, first up. She's obviously tough as nails. She's a super, super filly. Mm. Um, you must respect her. I'm declaring in secret, though, Ned. I'm declaring in secret. Declaring. Declaring. The only thing I can see getting her beat is Hugh Bowman. Yeah. It's the only thing. 
And I asked you before the potty, Ned, if Nashville Willis sticks with his horse, or let's say J-Mac rides it, what price are we looking at? I think... Okay, okay. I think the bookmaker's price is very similar. I think the price in my head's shorter. I reckon she's a dollar sixty. Dollar sixty. You reckon on the bookmaker? If, if you see J Mac on in secret, and I know he normally rides Zoo Gotcha, and it's a big tip in itself, right? That he's stuck. He's stuck with her. Maybe it's the Waller connection. You know, the big boss is just sort of yeah. giving him the tap on the shoulder and said, "Look, mate, I know, I know she's a smart one, but like Zoo Gotcha." <laughs> anyway, in secret, Ned. Like I say, I think I've said it all. The only thing that can beat her is Bowman. Like she, she should have won. Factor. It is a big factor. He's coming back from Hong Kong. He's been in good nick over there, in all fairness to him. But it's a different kettle of fish now over here. He's got to get reacclimatized. But he's an experienced rider. He's one of the best. As much as I give him stick over the years, he's one of the best, hands down. But I think we're getting the price because of him. Because Nash is suspended. J-Mac's sticking with Zugotcha. Why are we getting black odds? I might be unloading on this thing, Ned. (laughs) Big time. I I might be unloading. Because look at the way she maps. She's going to be third, fourth in running. Not too far off them. There won't be a huge amount of speed. She's got the run. Zugotcha's coming in first up, drawn wide. I know J-Mac's on. Oh, man. Like, Sunshine in Paris was very good coming down from the Queensland runs. But in secret, should have won that race by seven. And we spoke about how calm Nash was going through. She never really... She was going through the gears. She never really got to yeah. the 100% clip. Once we see her extend, she could put a space on this lot. I just think I'm going to go different. I'm going to go a different way. I think we gave in secret such a big rap last week after a massive win. A lot of that was credit to Nash's patience. She was definitely the best travelling horse in that race, there's no doubt. If the horses were running in a straight line, she would have won by three. So it's, there's no questions there. I'm just going to go a little bit different, and I think at $5, I'm happy to play Zoo Gotcha. One of the great campaigns you'll see last prep run. One had the Triple Crown one, or whatever we call it here, or the, what do we call it? The something series that... Champagne? Yeah, something. Yeah. Anyway, the three big fillies races, she won them. (laughs) She was fantastic last prep. The only little query that I have is she's had a tiny setback with a little bit of a leg injury, and that's why this has been her first up run. Yeah. That's a little query, but for me, Waller wouldn't be bringing her here unless she was ready to go. Mm -hmm. J-Mac on board, I'm on. I Mm -hmm. think that this is a nice bet. In secret can win. $2, have it. It's all good. I'll take you gotcha. I'm going to take the quality. I think she's an absolute star. I like it. And then I like one a little bit rougher, who's another Waller horse. This horse was really, really good two weeks ago. Ran fourth in the same race behind in secret, Madame Pomery. Yep. I thought she was superb. For a horse that wants to get to 1,600, mm. that was over 1,200 metres that day, and she came down the outside and really started to run on. Yep. I think 1,400 is going to suit, so I reckon she'll fill a placing for sure. So yep. I'm going Zoo Gotcha. Madam Pomery mm. in secret for third. Mm, I like that. I'm probably being a bit I cheeky. I like that. I'm probably just giving you a bit of shit. Surely honest. you're going to swap in secret at Madam Pomery. Surely. I promise. If I was doing a trifecta, I okay, would. Okay, yeah. Definitely. Just want to make sure. But I do like the two Waller runners a lot. I think Zugoch is going to have another big preparation. Yep. You can't discount any Waller horses at odds. You know, 1,000 guineas winner over the mile. She's obviously going to be a good chance if any of the top two stub their toe. I think it's clearly between those two, Zugoch and in secret. Um, we've got a fantastic field for the Chipping Norton. It always is. It's over 1,600 metres. Fangirl is top of the market, $8. Hinged is $9. Mwanga's there at 10s. Mm. Uh, Laws of Indices is 21s. El Bodigan is 23s. Montefilia is 23 bucks as well. Hutar, 31s. Benno, our mate, 34 bucks. Knights Order, 35s. Stockman, 67. Arapaho, 67 as well. I forgot one. I forgot one at the top of the market. Yeah. 
He's in a different race. That's why. Oh, he's in his okay, own right. race. Okay. This yeah. horse. He's okay. in his own race. Yeah. Animo, the big fella, dollar seven. Jeez. Knight's order goes forward. Hinged was very brave first up, also rolling forward as well. Nice middle ba- uh, inside barrier um, for her. She'll go forward. Arapaho, Bjorn Baker, a uh, bit of speed there. Animo again. Jeezy just draws well. I oh, know it doesn't matter. Like, don't get me wrong, it does not matter. But Jeezy draws well. Can I just tell the podcast listeners out there something? Me and Jackson have just read out the field. We've done the um, the speed maps for all the races. We sort of sit, not tensely, but we sit quite intently for these things because we want to make sure we nail it. I've sunk in my seat. Jacko's just read the speed maps out quite blasé. There's a pretty good reason why. Ned, we talk about value, odds on, tomato sauce. All these terms get thrown around, right? $1.70 is value. This is fucking... A dollar seventy is value. This is ridiculous. Why you are can, they letting this on? You can boost it to a dollar eighty, dollar eighty five. I don't know where you're betting with. You can wait for Saturday and bet on the tote. I don't imagine you get anything bigger. But the thing is, Ned, so people go, oh, I don't back horses at a dollar seventy, dollar six, doesn't matter what it is. My question so I'll ask you a question, Ned. If they ran this race ten times, how many times would Animo win? Nine and a half. Nine. Let's just say nine, yeah. right? That's a dollar ten. So if I so I'm breaking, I'm not saying um, horse racing form is anything like this. I'm just saying for this, for the sake of this argument, if I gave you a hundred bucks, right, and I said there's a ninety percent chance you get a hundred and seventy dollars back, and there's a ten percent chance that you don't get anything back, what are you doing? Oh, can we play? Stepping into Animo at a dollar seventy, it is value. I'm boosting it now. Yep. I've already, I've got it in the multis. Don't worry about that. I'm not even a multi bloke. I've got it in there. He's the he's the anchor of yeah. all your multis, isn't he? He just wins. If you don't like a dollar seventy, you can like I say, have him in the multis. Just throw him in with in secret to place, zoo gotcha to place, whatever you want to do. He'll win this race. Maps beautifully. J Max sticks, all the reasons we know. He won second up last prep over this trip. He'll just build through his grades and get to the real good horses. There's a lot of stays resuming here. Hinged and Fangel he held quite comfortably first up. There's nothing that beats him here. Completely agree. Don't need to add much more. What I do want to add is just some different things because I feel like we need to give some respect. So, horses coming back. Mm. So, we've got Montefiore coming back after a bit of a failure, I thought, towards the end of her last preparation. Benno, one of ours that just failed miserably for us. Knight's Order, nice preparation in the spring. Really good. Tough horse. Keen to see what he does. Mm. These aren't their grand finals. These aren't the races that they're here to win. But just, if there's something you take out of the race other than Animo winning... Watch the horses in behind and see if you can pick a race for them in the future. That's right, because Animo will go on to those, you know, the the 2,000 metre, 1,800 metre form lines. The rest of these horses will go on for the further runs. So, great point you make there. Race nine, final race we're going to cover. We're just going to cover it really, really quickly. Um, So, we've got, it's over 1,300 metres. We've got the Liverpool City Cup. Um, think about it's top of the market, $3.90. Gravina, $4.40. Quantico is there at $5.50. Profondo, $6.50. Savak is $8.50 as well. Bandersnatch is there at $10s. Rocketing by, 14s with Riadini and then Ranch Hand, 41s. Bandersnatch, Profondo going forward. Riadini, obviously, uh, one pat for them. And Savak for Annabelle Nisham as well. Gravina, not too far away. And I think Sam Clipperton's going to use that inside barrier uh, for Think About It. Obviously, got that fitness. It's the horse on the up. I am going to have something small on it, just I think it's building up that picket fence and it may catch a few of these horses napping. A few of them have been coming through the same form lines, all coming in first up. He's the one that's jogging on the spot, and it can happen early in the season. Mm. These sorts of horses can profile and, and go through, so having something small on it, going to save on rocketing by. It was a good run, I thought, first up in that Rubiton down in Melbourne. 
That was the same race of Chain of Lightning, Lofty Strike, these horses that we spoke about earlier. I thought it was a good run going back to the inside, not much luck at all. Copped a bit of a brush at the 350, 300, and still straightened himself up and went through the line. And we know what he can do stepping up to 12, 1300. He's been around some of the best horses in the country over the sprint trips. Um, I can't believe it, but I'm with you. Rocking by weird odds, mm-hmm. about $14. He's a horse that we actually liked. He was 100 to 1 last preparation, and we missed him. Missed him. We tipped him as a horse to watch as well. <laughs> we didn't watch, so absolutely crook. But I agree. Super unlucky in that. Well, not unlucky, but running on really well behind some quality horses like Chain of Lightning, as you said. Yeah. Um, I think $14 is a nice price in a race where there's some question marks, like thinking about it. Coming out of Benchmark 88, yep. Gravina, where do you place her? I think Quantico is probably the one that, out of those three in the market, I probably could back. Yep. Um, Profondo, question mark. So I think Rocketing buys the one yeah. that some real good value there. I think with Quantico as well, drew the inside last time, got the perfect run from McAvoy. Now draws 10, and McAvoy sticks, so a couple of negatives. Now, picket fences aren't, to me, the most beautiful things in the world. I don't think they're the greatest looking things. Like, how often do you drive past a football oval or something, there's a picket fence, and now it's just, it's common. What yes. I like is a, a fence with a little bit of personality. Mm. You know, a dog's bitten it. There's there's some sort of issue with parts of the bark. I don't know. There's just problems. One, 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 and there's nothing wrong with the two. Does. <laughs> you know what the two does for us? Builds character. But it makes you human. Yes. Mate. It yes. humanizes you. And I think at times with this segment, the best Western I'm talking about, if you yes. didn't gather already, yes. I think sometimes we do forget how human you actually are. Yes. So give us something to bring us back. I'm excited. As my dog goes berserk upstairs here at Jewel, mate. Yeah, probably worth mentioning that yeah. one. The dog is around tonight. Yeah, he's, he's become a bit of a stalwart of the podcast, actually. He is. You've probably heard him at some stage, the listeners in the background. He says more valuable things than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're back in Zugotcha, he does. <laughs> anyway, coming back to the best Western here, Ned. Race five, as you said, picket fence. I just want to make mention of last week. Prawns 11, Willie Pike was aboard. Shit, no. Shit name, but I still feel like I should have got the chocolates. Got a way back and absolutely hammered home for second. Was still a good run. Happy to follow that horse going forward. You, you may see him in the Best Western again. A horse that we have seen previously on the Best Western, Ned. Race number five, number one, Casino 17. Oh, that name rings true. Casino 17. Got the cash uh, four weeks back. Was the Best Western or three weeks back. Had another run in between. Got the cash again, stepping up to 2,200. Stays at 2200 does rise in weight, but meets all the same horses here. The second favourite in this race is around $5.550. We beat it by three lengths last start. Mm. So we're coming in with a horse to beat. We're going to map beautifully either third or fourth in running. Taj Dyson, so they've got the apprentice Taj. jockey on. Paul Harvey has been riding it, who's an experienced Taj. jockey over there. Taj Dyson is your equivalent of <laughs> Reese Jones or Tyler Schiller, someone like that over there. Good. Solid, right? Claims to, just to keep him under the 60 kilos, if he carried 70... I don't think it would have mattered, Ned. This horse will win again. He'll he'll go three in a row here. He's going for the hat trick. There's he just looks absolutely bomb proof here, meeting mm. pretty much the same field over the same trip. A little bit of a weight swing, but we're talking about six hundred kilo horses here. They're, they are big. They're not gonna feel it, mate. So yeah, Casino seventeen, number one, that's in race five. At Ascot. We're back at oh, fucking Ascot. Yes. Thanks fuck for that. So we're back. We're three from three at Ascot this year. Let's go four from four. There's no call field, but we've got our Scots. <laughs> it's all good. Um, what a what a weekend we've got of racing yep. and here, there, and everywhere. Eastern Seaboard, we cover your Western Way as well. So, look, we had a good weekend last weekend. Looking to go one better this week. Indeed. Get nine or ten. So, 
Thanks for listening. Absolutely appreciate everything you guys do and giving us a push here and there as well. So mm. thank you very much. Jacko, it's been a pleasure. Brother. Thanks, Ned. Always here. Step in, guys.